Hi there. Welcome to Courageous Conviction. Remember that Jeff and I sit down and we discuss a topic or a theme. Sometimes things are more a little sensitive than others that many don't want to talk about. Our road back to the covenant path and finding our Savior Jesus Christ was not an easy one. We both got way out there. We have a lot of experience. We put a lot of study and a lot of our knowledge together when we're discussing these topics or these themes. We may go down many rabbit holes. So we have five episodes each week that we hope that you'll come back and join into before we bring things around full circle. So please hit the like button, subscribe, and let's get started. In that respect, I always thought to myself, well, you can walk away from it if you change yourself, right? And you don't look at yourself that way. You look at yourself as something better or higher. We've known that from teaching leadership seminars yeah. and so forth. Absolutely. However, does Satan know our weakness? Absolutely. Will he always try to throw that back out there, especially in down times or when times when we would normally want to turn to that habit, right? And maybe things aren't going well in the new life. Or, you know, we always get that plateau, right, when we start something new. And so Satan does, I do think Satan does come back and say, hey, remember the good times about this, right? You you, you kind of glaze over all the, how you feel the next day, right? And after the sin, but you remember how you felt giving, working up to that sin and how exciting it was or whatever the satisfaction was from that sin. So I think in that regard, like AA and so forth, where they say it haunts you forever, well, maybe it's not that that haunts you forever. It's the fact that the lack that lack of self-control that one has still. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. There are certain things I'm working on too, right? That I do strive to overcome. And yet, <clears throat> I assume some, sometimes I, I get better. And then all of a sudden, I'll go three steps backwards. You know, it's like, man, how did I get here? Why am I here? Why can't I seem to make that complete change? Great question, you know, and that is, that, that is a great question. So here's the deal. You can get over it. You don't have to be an addict. You don't have to tell yourself that you're an addict. I, I, I think that that's, you know, the, the brain is a powerful, powerful thing. You know, um, if we tell ourselves that we are or we tell ourselves that we aren't, you know, that's true, right? So if you tell yourself that you can or that you can't, either both of those are true, right? So the power of the brain, uh, you are if you are, you are if you say you are, you are you aren't if you say you aren't, you know, um, and, and, and no amount, you know, and I don't want to bag on AA or NA. I went to NA. No, that wasn't my point either. I would just, make yeah, that, I, I, no. people, you know, but, but, you know, even the church has the 12 step program. And if you look, you know, overall in the world, you know, most addiction recovery methods are 12 step based. Um, and they all start with that fundamental idea. I, I like the churches because it does, implement God in a very specific way and allows for the atonement of Jesus Christ to come in and remove that, you know, that addiction, um, which is very capable. It happened with me. I mean, later on, you know, when I'm talking to the same bishop, you know, um, he was now in the stake presidency, you know who he is, in Costa Rica. We're sitting there, and this is a couple of years, you know, after my struggle, you know, thinking that I could never, you know, go back to church. The church didn't have adequate programming and all this other stuff. That's why I was looking through NA and all that other stuff. And he goes, you know, can I ask that question again? You know, how many, you know, how, how's it been? And, and uh, I'm like, great. And he goes, um, do you know how long it's been, you know, since you last drank or since you last did any drugs? And I said, uh, I had to think about that. I'm like, 
I don't know. I honestly don't know how many days they are. And he goes, well, you know, when you finally get to that point where you have a testimony and, and, you know, some people are going to be offended by this, but, but when you have a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ, things like the word of wisdom end up dissipating, they go away. Um, and I had this epiphany, you know, sometimes we just don't have the ability to have words in our language that explain things enough. But in this moment, everything became clear as a crystal bell. And I'm like, I can't remember how exactly how long it's been. And absolutely, I realized that I am addict at I'm, I'm, I'm addict free, you know? Um, and, and I had the power in my heart and in my soul and the vision to be able to know that this was going to be able to go forward. Um, Fast forward two years later, when I was flying around on on airplanes all the time, and 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 you know I had this status, and people would always come back. Nobody had to know that I could have taken a drink or not. And the and the flight attendant would go, "Hey, can I bring you something to drink?" Even if I was sitting in coach, I'd be like, "No," you know. And I thought to myself, nobody has to know. I could have this drink right now. And and uh, I, I you know I wish I I'm thinking to myself, I wish they would. Why don't they offer me something to eat? You know, I mean that would be nice. You know, I was just. But the thought of having a drink was never, you know, a major temptation for me again. It's not that the thought didn't enter my head, but, you know, the thought of just staying clean, I guess, and I don't really like that terminology either, was was much more attractive. Um, because I have a life, you know, there's that whole, uh, that whole idea, you know, like the hamster, you know, park or whatever, what's the name of that, that book that came out a long time ago where... You know, if you have a correct or a, a really nice living environment, um, then and family life that in, that that involves people connection um, and the right kind of people, then then we don't look for other things that will take away from those uh, from that life, that beautiful life that we're living now. You know, things like okay. addiction are go go by the wayside. In that, that in, in the mean objective, but that all sounds that sounds beautiful. And and how many times? many of us you know want to change because we we love that family we we want the family right we don't want to lose our family mm -hmm. and then we find that okay initially we we get in there and we get going and then we find we just kind of pitter out and that desire to change we fall back into those habits again because we think you know, we're not good enough it, i mean if if our underlying belief is that we're not good enough we're always going to go back to addiction that's why it's so difficult to gravitate away from that. It's not because we don't love our family. It's not because we don't, you know, I mean, none of those things. It has to come back from the core principle idea that we are good enough. I am good enough. I don't need alcohol because I have a better life. I'm, you know. You've just finished listening to Creative Conviction. Jeff and I, we put a lot of work into this and our life's experience has been a lot of effort to try to get back to where we are now. We hope that you can learn something from us and share with us what your thoughts are down below. We'll see you in our next video.